podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Thanks for choosing this free Anfield Index podcast. If you'd prefer to listen to this or any of our other shows without adverts, then now's the time to check out Anfield Index Pro. With AI Pro, you can supercharge your entire listening experience. You'll not only get all of our podcasts without the ads, but you'll have them far faster with our quick publish feature available exclusively for subscribers. AI Pro also puts you in the heart of our sound studio with an option to listen to many of our shows live and interact with the podcasters in real time as the shows are recording. Upgrading couldn't be easier. AI Pro is available on all popular podcast platforms and we have our own apps for Apple and Android. Just head on over to AnfieldIndexPro.com and get started today. Hello and welcome to the Anfield Index podcast episode 337. Now, Carl Kopak is off pretending to be a mountaineer this evening, so I am joined for this episode by Lisa Marie Hanahan and by Guy Drinkle. And we're going to have a little chat about the Champions League draw. We're going to have a look at the most recent game against United, obviously. And we're going to have a little discussion about what, if any, changes might be appropriate for the game, um, which will be, by the time you're listening to this podcast, probably being played or about to be played very soon so we won't dwell too long on that part it's not generally a thing we do on here before we do any of that you'll be used to at this stage sometimes i'll have a little i'll have little clips here and my my head has started to be severely challenged um, every time I log on to any of the platforms on which discussion can be had these days, any of the social platforms really, but specifically Twitter, where let's just say the skill of debate appears to have been uh, long lost. It's screeching um, defiant positions based on complete lack of fact. Uh, I really enjoy an argument. Um, and I don't mean an aggressive style argument, but a good argument where thought out positions are hammered out, explained fully, um, challenged. And then maybe you're going to have, you know, some sort of a concurrence at the end or see you still remain in disagreement. But it's a, a learning process. That's not what arguments are like these days. It has just been absolutely doing my then. And it reminded me of this Monty Python sketch about arguments that I really wanted to play for you. It's about three minutes, so I'll let you have a listen. Yes, sir. I'd like to have an argument, please. Sir, <laughs> have you been here before? No, this is my first time. I see. Do you want to have the full argument, or were you thinking of taking a course? Well, uh, what would be the cost? Well, yes, it's five. It's one pound for a five-minute argument, but only eight pounds for a course of ten. Hmm. Well, I think it's probably best if I start with the one and see how it goes from there. Okay. Fine. I'll see who's free at the moment. Uh, Mr. Tobake is free, but he's a little bit conciliatory. Mm. Yes, sir. <laughs> Try Mr. Barnard, room twelve. Thank you. <clears throat> is this the right room for an argument? I've told you once. <laughs> no, you haven't. Yes, I have. When? Just now. 
No, you didn't. Yes, I did. Didn't. I didn't. I didn't. I'm telling you, I did. You did not. I'm oh, sorry, is this a five-minute argument or the full half of that? Oh, oh, just the five-minute one. Fine. <laughs> Thank you. Anyway, I did. You most certainly did not. Now, let's get one thing quite clear. <laughs> I most definitely told you. You did not. Yes, I did. You did not. Yes, I did. Didn't. Yes, I did. Didn't. Yes, I did. No, this is an argument. Yes, it is. No, it isn't. It's just contradiction. No, it isn't. Yes, it is. It is not. It is. You just contradicted me. No, I didn't. Oh, you did. No, 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 no. You did, just no, there. No, no, nonsense. Oh, look, this is futile. No, it isn't. I came here for a good argument. No, you didn't. You came here for an argument. Well, an argument's not the same as contradiction. Can be. No, it can't. An argument's a connected series of statements to establish a definite proposition. No, it isn't. Yes, it is. It isn't just contradiction. Look, if I argue with you, I must take up a contrary position. But it isn't just saying, no, it isn't. Yes, it is. No, it isn't. <laughs> Arguments are intellectual process. Contradiction is just the automatic game saying of anything the other person says. No, it isn't. Yes, it is. Not at all. No, no. I... Thank you. <laughs> what? That's it. Good morning. I was just getting interested. Sorry, the five minutes is up. <laughs> that was never five minutes just now. I'm afraid it was. No, it wasn't. <laughs> Sorry, I'm not allowed to argue anymore. What? If you want me to go on arguing, I'll have to pay for another five minutes. But that was never five minutes just now. Oh, come on. <laughs> this is ridiculous. I'm very sorry, but I told you I'm not allowed to argue unless you pay. Oh, all right. There you are. Thank you. Well? Well, what? That was never five minutes just now. Oh, John, I was not to argue. I just pay. I just paid. No, you didn't. I did. I did. I did. I did. Well, I don't want to argue about that. Well, I'm very sorry, but you didn't pay. Aha! Well, if I didn't pay, why are you arguing? Gotcha. There you have Is that? If you're arguing, I must have paid. Not necessarily. I could be arguing in my spare time. I've had enough of this. There you have it. Oh, shut up. <laughs> And if you have spent any time on Twitter recently, that will seem very, very, very familiar to you indeed. Uh, so let's get around and say hello to everybody in the show. Uh, Guy, uh, thanks for stepping in, man. Appreciate you uh, being on. Uh, how's the week been for you? Because I know you're involved with most things that are going on most of the days. And uh, I'm sure there's been a lot of fraught discussions on the various podcasts. Uh, how are you bearing up? I think I finally got over the United game just in time for Bournemouth to fuck with me over. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Basically yeah, about yeah. it. Uh, I know. Please, for the love of God, don't lose or draw. Just just win. <laughs> but yeah. I'm listening to Dave um, uh, on, on a daily red basis. Uh, and I know you record those as well. So, and, and, and often they'd be over and back or you'd be helping out like you do on, on, on our various shows. And <laughs> it was really interesting to listen to his first one of the week. And since then, of course, we're all trying to distract ourselves with the possibility of um, a potential signing. And again, you know, you're really close to the case here every day, listen to people's thoughts. Uh, I did want to talk briefly about that later on, but I want to just flag it up now with you so you don't get any PTSD. Is that okay? Uh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> before... <laughs> right, I'm, I'm following Middlesbrough-based transfers now, Trev, just to keep them interesting. That's how it's got to. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, well, it does just seem like everybody else is just firing money at the wall except us. So uh, I can understand. I, I have a lot of empathy for, for, for people that I wouldn't normally have a lot of empathy for who are crying about transfers uh, just in this particular instance. Anyway, you usually have something interesting to uh, kick us off with or uh, distract us from football if we want a little uh, a little bit of uh, distraction later on. You often have a, a recommendation of some film goodness. Absolutely. So you, you mentioned how I, how we distract ourselves with when the football's crap. And one of mine is video games. And I've been playing a game called Grounded, which is a survival game based around Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, which is obviously <laughs> a classic. But I'm not here to promote that game because that game's too good to be promoted. I'm here to promote the Honey, I Shrunk the Kids sequel called Honey, I Blew Up the Kid, which is about a giant toddler. Is that actually a thing? Yes. 1992. I remember it coming out. Yes. 4.8 wow. star on IMDb. The Slazinski family is back. This time, hilarious disaster strikes when an experiment causes their new toddler son to grow many, many stories tall. Many stories tall? Yes. Oh my god, this is just sounds instantly fascinating. It has and I Rick think Moranis. That... It's got the whole cast. It's still. I was going to ask, is he back? Right. He is. Okay. Okay. Wow. So again, the title just for those of us who are kind of mad enough to go and look this up. Honey, I blew up the kid. Absolutely tremendous. You usually have at least a rating. Or, sorry, a review quote as well. Is there anything there to... Uh... Let me just scan. I didn't come in as prepared as I should have done. Oh my God, there's an email address attached to one. <laughs> no. <laughs> 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 oh, fantastic. That's something. Uh... There's only one thing every little kid knows. Daddy's mean fun, mommy's mean business. I, I'm in. I'm in. It sounds That's terrible. True. And That's for the view that have Disney Plus, it is available on Disney Plus for viewing. Oh, oh look at this. Lisa Marie coming in with the background info as well. You can't say that we don't provide customer service on this show. Tremendous guy. Thank you very much, as usual, uh, for the latest. In I, I really hope somebody is making a uh, a list of these um, because I, I, I think it could spread a lot of joy. Uh Lisa Marie, I know you've uh, your your general week can be quite busy, and I think your viewing of the last game was interrupted a bit too again. Um, so, because of the ridiculous time for you, obviously. Uh, so I. In fact, it was uh, on a Monday. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but before again, just like I'm just trying to do my little bit of due diligence. So before I I, I start asking you questions, too many questions about, did you actually actually get a chance to watch, or did you want to put yourself through that, given what you heard? Uh, okay. Of- on <laughs> on the day of, I wasn't able to join until the second half. Okay. Um, and I was only kind of half watching it. Now, I have gone back and watched the first half, um, you know, just because. So I would have an understanding of, you know, some of the discussions that have taken place over the course of the week. Um, uh-huh. So, yeah, but I have not put myself through a, a, a full on viewing of the second half. 
No, no, that's but yeah, but you, you absolutely you you saw the car wreck as it unfolded. You have enough you have enough uh, information yes. there to okay. Well, then I won't feel I won't feel guilty about uh, about bringing it up or, or putting you in the spot on a question. Now, I believe you have something um, by way of uh, some sort of. Uh, discussion beginner or 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 topic for uh discussion yes i have i have a theory um and and i don't know i mean it it just crossed my mind actually it crossed my mind after the crystal palace game and i thought well you know what let's just wait and see how the united game happens and and so now i I really do start to think is is james milner's beard the reason that we can't play anymore i'm offering it as a theory you see, this is the kind of thing that um, it's not covered in the mainstream media, you know. Uh, well, and, and, I, just, I was thinking about what's different, you know, because uh, yeah. a lot of the same players. And one of the things that crossed my mind is that James Milner now has a beard. And I'm just I'm offering it as, you know, as a consideration for it. Maybe if he shaves, all will go much better. You see, Jordan Henderson's beard didn't really get in the way um, when he when he started sporting his, and then he kind of kept it around. And I think most people are of the opinion that Jimmy kind of looks the part with the old facial furniture, but uh, it's undeniably been a bad a bad uh, talisman for us so far. You'd have to say, you know, if you don't mind me taking that and spinning it, it might be a good place for us to start. Sure, be- because. One way or the other, we're going to have to do a little bit of a reflection on the um, on on the horror show at Old Trafford. Um, even if it's going to tee up what it is that we think is going to happen, and maybe we'll do that part of our discussion now, um, because I want to talk to you about whether you think change is necessary, whether you think change is likely, or whether you think change is possible. From that, we can discuss if you wish to, uh, the idea of um, the transfer targets, which are still not being completely squashed um, by the manager in press conferences. Um, but let's begin there. You know, you're t- you, you, you in, in um, an, a nice an lighthearted way bring up um, the fact that things have been pretty bad since uh, Jamie started sport- sporting um, whiskers. But we have to say, don't we? That that ineptitude that we saw in that area of the park, I take no joy in that. Um, I, I find it entirely depressing. Every time um, whoever takes the field for Liverpool, I, I genuinely want them to be their best selves and do well for us. And to be fair to the manager, there's not a whole lot of depth there available to him at the moment. Um, most people are scratching their head at the Fabinho thing. And most people would have said that maybe up to three years ago or four years ago, or maybe even beyond five years ago, there was ample evidence that the two lads were not really a great fit together, um, especially when you pair them with uh, a comparative child. A child belonged to Lisa Marie Hannan, actually. <laughs> my, fourth, my fourth child. Yes. yes. <laughs> so, so that's where I want to start. Um, I'll start with you on it, Lisa Marie. Um, a specific question, uh, embracing the, all those things that, that I was saying to tee it up. 
do you think, having looked at Jürgen talking and speaking and listened to what he had to say and seen his facial expressions and press conferences and things like that and in interviews after a match, do you think that there's the slightest chance that he will, you know, sort of go wild and um, drop the two lads um, for the foreseeable future and be really sort of bold and um, uh, brave and play guys who are you know, don't have their reputations or salaries and might be on the younger end of things? Or do you think, as is my suspicion, he just doubles down? Because he said the one thing he's looking for here is that we can increase our effort. That's the one thing we can do, he said. He's still hanging on to this idea that we could have won that game. Um, And I think he gives them, or at least one of those two guys, another chance to prove that they can up their effort and um, probably one of them alongside Fabinho and Harvey Elliott again that would be my guess but I'd like to hear yours okay so do you want what I would like to see or what both. I think is going to happen absolutely both because that's oh, the only, okay. it's, it's the only way we can have this conversation because okay. we have all right. we all have our inklings as to what Jurgen will do um, <laughs> but you know we also have feelings about what we'd like to see and I think that's going back to the opening part of the, of the show, that's where you can have discussions and arguments and it doesn't have to be screaming matches because it's just opinions. So whatever you think. Well, as you alluded to um, just a minute ago, as you were speaking, Trev, there aren't a whole lot of options to be fair um, to the manager. I mean, there, there's, there's not a um, vast pool for him to uh, select from as we move forward, um, at least for the next couple of weeks. So, Knowing that, you know, I mean, I certainly do not want to see both um, the captain and my friend James Milner with his lovely beard to both start. I, I think we have all come to the conclusion, and please God, Klopp has as well, that that's, that's just not a good combination. Um, so I certainly don't want to see that. Um, of the two, I mean... I mean, Dave would probably like to slap me upside the head, but I, I think I'd rather see Millie just because he can play that left side and Henderson certainly cannot. I mean, that's the thing. If, if Navigate is not available, there really isn't anybody to put on that left side that, that can play that left side of the midfield. So, I mean, not that Milner is brilliant at it, but I think he's certainly better than Henderson. Um, I think as several others have said is Harvey Elliott has earned the right to continue playing on the right. Um, no, he has not been brilliant, but again, you know, sometimes you're only as good as those around you. Um, so, I mean, I'm leaning toward for the midfield, Elliot Fabino and Milner. Um, is it great? No, but there aren't a whole lot of other choices to be quite honest. And as regards the likelihood <sighs> I, I mean, feel that it's going to be Elliot Henderson and Fabinho. Yeah, I, I, I yeah, I, I, I concur in both of those uh, in terms of what you'd like to see and what uh, is the more likely. I think I, I, that'd be my shout in both. And guy, I want to bring yeah, you. Neither in of this. them fill me with joy. No, no, of course not. Of course not. I mean, but when you think about, please, yeah, and when you think about the 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 talent that we can't access at the moment, it's incredibly frustrating. And guy, I mean, 
I believe I saw you, and it could well have been bait. You may well have been throwing fish hooks out, but I do believe I saw you on Twitter either today or yesterday uh, going down the, um, let's bring in Seb Vandenberg at right back and we'll play Trent in the midfield. And again, I, I've no idea how playful or otherwise you're being, but what's your take on what's likely to happen versus what you'd like to happen? Because... Again, they're the only two things that matter here. Zero uh, <laughs> percent. Uh, <laughs> that was a fully legitimate tweet there, Trev, and that's how bad a situation it is in three games this season. Good Lord, uh, not fun, and I hate the idea of Trent going in midfield because he's never played in midfield above 16-year-old. But that's the situation we're in. I want to move... Well, he's been dreadful at right-back, to be fair, this season, but... He might play. He can't play worse in midfield. Um, but don't, then I, tempt the, don't tempt the gods, please. Yeah, don't true. do not tempt the gods. That's true. Well, we play <laughs> we play Saint Maximum on Wednesday or Tuesday, so it could get worse. Um, but no, I I just think we've got to do something different. It, it can't be, it can't be Fabinho and Henderson and Elliot. But then if he ends up playing. Fabinho, Milner, and Henderson. Good God, that is that midfield didn't work in twenty seventeen. If you sub in Ginny for um, Fabinho, I should say, why would it work now? Like Milner's been a squad player at Liverpool under Klopp, bar one year at left back. Why would it? Why would it improve that way now? And Henderson, whatever about the debate, he's shit. He's good. He's good. He's shit. Whatever. Who cares? He's drastically out of form. You can be his biggest lover in the world, or you can be his biggest hater ever. Everyone, every, everyone should drastically agree he's terribly out of form. And his first touch has completely gone. Whether it's fatigue and the minutes of his season last year and the short pre-seasons piled up, but the confidence has gone, the confidence in himself has gone. I just don't think he can play. I think... If you're going to play one of the older lads with Fabinho and Elliot, I think it does have to be Milner because he was dreadful against Man United, but he was all right off the bench against Fulham and Palace, he was all right. He wasn't good or bad. And that's kind of what you get from Milner. Whereas with Henderson, to be fair, Milner was like literally, I gave him a two out of 10 earlier in the week against Man United, but Henderson every game this season has been bad. Just but like even the um, community shield, he wasn't great if I remember correctly. So and preseason, which doesn't really matter, but he wasn't good then either. So I think it just can't be Henderson. Whether it's some stupid thing with Trent in midfield, which is never going to happen, like I say, but it just can't be Henderson. That bloke needs a rest. He needs to be eased back into some sort of form. Which for me, even last year when he didn't have his best year, in my opinion. His best performances were probably off the bench. Was it like Inter Milan probably springs to mind um, in the champion. I think it was Inter Milan. It might have been AC Milan when he came on and wrestled the game back in back in control with a couple other subs. Um, other than that, it's like Everton, but that's Everton. That doesn't count their shit. Um, but we've got to do something, and we're not going to sign. Well, we can't sign it. We can't register anyone in time. But but by the window. We've got to address that position. Whether Naby's got transferitis or whatever, I don't care. If Naby wants to go, get rid of him and get someone in. If he doesn't want to go, 
I don't care. How hard did he fall over to injure himself? I know he's made out of Pringles, but Jesus Christ. He kind of broke his leg or snapped his hamstring. I well, you, I, I know you were fully in on the um, on the immediate conspiracy theory of uh, he's not injured, he's he's off. Um, yeah. You know that's 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 how I feel. I think I I might have said it on Raw. Yeah. I think I heard Dave saying. I know. I know you 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 were in on that thinking as well. But like again, even looking at Jurgen talking about it, there's a sense of impatience, mm. uh, a bafflement, and barely contained rage that he you know can pass off because he's he's an amiable chap and he he does his best in those um, press conferences, usually to be amiable. But realistically speaking, I think, I suppose the, the reason I'm going there was, uh, the reason I brought brought up that, that tweet of yours, uh, that mm. thing you were saying, which you don't want to see, of course, but which it's because we are at that stage. So Fab is not in the finest of form, but hopefully he'll start. Nabi Keita, let's just go through our, 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 our options, mm-hmm. is injured. Curtis Jones is injured, I, and I, there's no talk of him being available for this game. Thiago is injured, and that's an indefinite as well. Jordan Henderson is available. Harvey Elliott is available. Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain is not available. James Miller is available. You have four players to pick from. And I think the most likely is that he goes with Fab, he goes with the kid, and he goes with one of the two. And he's just going to have to trust these guys to do the thing that he's asking them to do. Now, Here's where we expand it, and I'll start with you on this one and work my way back to Lisa Marie. The team that I watched against United were lacking a lot, uh, but the main thing they were lacking, and Jurgen's hinted at this, but no way hammered them for it. The main thing they were lacking was that impetus and energy and being first to everything. He says in his press conference that he wants us to be, again, that team that nobody ever wants to play. Um, Well, we were so many miles from that. Against Fulham on the opening day, we were appalling. Against Crystal Palace, we did enough to win that game um, and maybe papered over some cracks, actually, because of Mm. the adversity when we went down to 10 men and the tails went up a bit. Um, And against United, we were appalling. Jurgen reckoned we should have won the game. So here's where I here's where I find myself wondering what's going on. Do we think is there a chance that it's that's anything other than the manager just like you know uh, spinning a yarn to 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 deflect attention away from underperforming players? Do you think he actually could possibly believe that, or do you think that he's going to take that? approach that is seems the most likely one which is maybe behind the scenes a bit of fury a bit of rage a bit of where's your pride where's your passion old-fashioned shit guy but it seems to be necessary doesn't it well he seemed to expand on what he meant after because i think on raw that was obviously recording in the background you you all three just laughed it off saying how the hell did we deserve to win but i think he did expand on it in the press today basically said if each play, player basically played a couple percent better, we would have pissed the game. Which is probably true, because yeah. United are shit. Let's <laughs> be honest. Yeah. Um, which com- I think that makes much more sense. When you just read, we should have won that game in the way we played. It's like, no, no, mate. 
just just no. But I'd, in terms of that, I think I do actually agree with what he said because United basically got two crap goals and, and until we had to panic and push on a bit more, they didn't really do much else. And everyone will basically toss themselves off about how United are back and all that. But it wouldn't surprise me if they lose to Southampton this weekend. But in terms of us, because nobody cares about United now, I think part of it is the personnel. But as you said, we have four midfielders, maybe four and a half if you count Carvalho's one, but he's probably more of a forward. Um, so there is very... Yeah, Jürgen has included him in that conversation, actually. Right, okay. Pointedly. So, yeah, you're right, actually. I should have included him there, but most of us think of him as a forward yeah. still, and that's probably... Yeah, yeah okay. So, yeah, sorry, I, I cut across you. No, no, it's fine. Um, but I, I do agree. I think Van Dyke's the, Van Dyke and Trent are the eye-catching ones because they're the ones who get the big deal made about him because Trent can't defend his shit of football, yada, yada, yada. Whenever Van Dyke makes a mistake, it becomes a week-long meme. Um, but you look at the midfield, like, we all criticise Milner for the United performance, but he was trying his bollocks off. He was, he was I think the saying's a busy idiot, isn't it? He was doing every, he was doing everything hard-workingly, but he was doing it all wrong. Yeah. Um, and that's what he was. Whereas you look at Henderson... He just looked lost. Like, this is Jordan Henderson we're talking about, and it, it almost became a criticism that the first thing everyone praised Jordan Henderson for was when you described him as a player was hard working. I think that's gone away a bit from him. And as I said in, in the previous bit, I think that might be fatigue or whatever, but when have we when have we ever criticised Jordan Henderson for being lazy? That, yeah, that's and, he, and, of. and equally, um, he... he a lot of people he might he might not be the um uh constantly uh, a creative force that some people want mm. but the lad never had a lack of basic technical ability either mm. and on the, on on the night against united there was a couple of occasions where his control was all over the shop in fact there's a, a moment in the second goal which pretty much creates the goal opportunity for him and the first one, in the build-up to the first goal, there's a, another another moment of wildness and, and lack of technique. And he didn't just suddenly become a bad player. And this is the kind of thing that I'm trying to say. I, I do feel sorry for Jürgen, because I think if Thiago was fit, if, if blah, 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 he would be seeing that this is happening. And mm -hmm. the captain would probably find himself rested and getting an opportunity and being all the better for it when he did come back. But now I'm just worried because these things can take hold. And I, I, I asked Jan about this because, you know, <laughs> it's good to get advice from a fella who's actually done it, won Premier Leagues or won Division One titles for Liverpool and stuff. And, you know, he has said, like, that, that, that kind of thing can take hold. And there's only one thing he can do, which is start trying to do the basics right again. But we don't have the opportunity. You alluded to this earlier on. We don't have the opportunity for... Um, for players to play their way back into form. This is a must win all of a sudden. And, you know, there's something you said there, and I'm going to throw this uh, over to Lisa Marie, and then you can give your take on on, on anything else that has been mentioned, Lisa Marie, as well. But Guy referred to him, uh, the, the Man United scored two crap goals. And again, I know what he means. It's not the, the two goals themselves were very well taken. It's um, crap from a Liverpool perspective in terms of our efforts to defend them. Um, crap in that now 
there's this t- belief again that you can run in behind Liverpool, all oh, the high line, all that kind of crap that got really, really hyped up with the Nat Phillips um, performance and the concession of the goal around uh, his uh, involvement as well or lack of. So the point, I, uh, the, the thing I'm throwing to you is what what is it what is it that you think can be done here in terms of the limited personnel that are there in terms of changes to arrest whatever this slide is so that we don't uh, concede these shitty goals? Because you yourself said in the presser today is that we just have to do all the things better. We have to do uh, be more, you know, um, um, put more effort into our defending. And then when we have the ball, we have to put more effort into scoring goals. And of course, this is the most simple uh, playground coach stuff in the world to be saying. But in a case like this, it's probably not about subtlety. It probably is about giving some of these lads a bit of a shake and saying, here, do shit right, will you? You know, make sure that you don't make mistakes. Make sure you find a pass. I mean, even Virgil van Dijk has looked lackadaisical at times. There is definitely a little bit of a malaise there. It doesn't have to be a crisis, but it's not good. So, again, long-winded question, as usual. What do you reckon we can do to address that slump? Because we only have four forwards to, to select from we only have four midfielders to select from and we have uh, at least two of our defenders three of our defenders who might be in the in the shout for a first team uh, place injured as well so we do have to remember that the man's hands are tied we're going to talk about transfers, so stop screaming at the at your listening device, whatever it happens to be about about buying new midfielders. That's we'll just talk me about on that. Mute. That's yeah. <laughs> that's just guy. That's just guy mentally giving me that via telepathy. We'll talk about that. We'll, we'll talk about addressing it in that way in a second. But from what we have, from the resources we have, what do you see that can be done there? Who might inject a little bit of something different? Um, or is that what we need to do? Or does he just need to trust these guys to actually get their shit together? Um, I think it's probably more about getting the guys to get their act together. And I mean, I am by no means a psychologist of, of any shape or form. But I, as you were talking, I was just kind of thinking that, you know, maybe the best approach, because I think they're probably in their heads a little bit now, you know, after this, you know, the two draws and then the loss. And maybe they just need to be like, you know what? That didn't happen. Tomorrow is the first game of the season, the first match. And just kind of like, that's done. We can't do anything about it. And just, you know, we've always talked about we play the games in front of us and and all of that. And I mean, I think now more than ever, that needs to be their mindset. That they need to just, you know, okay, do over. I mean, I know this sounds very simplistic and I know it's far easier said than done. But they do they need I mean I've it's just so weird because it's it's so unlike this group of players to for this to happen you know a couple games in a row like this to Mm -hmm. you know just not have that usual intensity and you know and and all of those things that we've come to expect from them so I do think that it's just it's got to be 
as you said, there's not a whole lot of choice for him to switch it up. I mean, I don't know if playing Carvalho more, either in the front line or even in the midfield, is a thought or an opportunity to maybe kind of change things up a little bit. But but I think, honestly, because of the limited options, we've kind of got to stick with what we've got and just, you know, they just need to get their act together and, you know, and play through it and and by God, please, tomorrow, let that be the start of it. Yeah, I think there's a lot to that. I think there's a lot to that. And and for the record, given the availability of who's there, and it's not, again, I'm, everybody knows I'm fond of both Henderson and Milner. But for me, I'd love if he started tomorrow um, with a midfield of Fab and the two, the two kids ahead yeah. of him as, as eights. I'd just love to see that. Um, I'd love to see... Um, if we could at all, maybe get uh, Bobby to step out as well. But that's not going to be really possible, especially uh, if we have Carvalho in the team in midfield. So something needs to happen there around Bobby uh, Firmino as well. Um, it, it, he, he's just, I, I'm, I'm worried. Uh, I am worried there because there's just a bit of disjointed he doesn't just doesn't see himself. Um, so I have to say that it, that makes me nervous as well because I was hoping he we he'd go in against United. We'd revert to type with him and Mo and Diaz uh, playing the old way, but that just did not happen. So, guy, let me bring you in on the uh, telepathic message that you were screaming at me there, um, which is obviously the key way uh, that most of us would like to address this. Um, uh, shortage of midfield options is to buy some fucking midfielders because uh, the lads we have are not durable enough uh, or not in any form or are aging out or whatever or are very young and shouldn't have to be relied on for an entire season as starters uh, with that in mind uh, you again have your ear to the ground you're listening to all the various podcasts and the assessments and people saying this that and the other have you heard any names that you feel are actually possible or potentially even likely I know Jurgen again in the latest one just wasn't ruling it out but there's none of the journalists making any loud noises the closest I saw to anything coming from a journalist was old Hank Winter uh, got into some sort of an argument uh, with somebody and talked about how he's looking forward to seeing um, Jude Bellingham at Liverpool next year. Of course, everybody got very excited about that because obviously Henry Winter knows everything. But anyway, so I, I apart from that, I haven't seen anything worth a damn even to be vaguely uh, excited about. Um, what what have you learned over the course of doing all these shows with all these people who are desperate for someone to come in and talking about what are what are the names? There is not any. <laughs> there's not. Shit. There's not a single name. Honestly, man, we, we were linked to Sanderberg from Sheffield United for one day. That was it. Yeah. That was yeah. It. yeah. I think that was a week and a half ago. By now. And and actually, a lot of guys who we were. They were spoken about in the past. Have just gone on and joined other clubs. Mm. Uh, we see we see Paqueta joining West Ham. We see Nunes. Where was it? Nunes Wolves. went again. Went to uh, Wolves. Wolves. Uh, you know, and 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 
I, I, someone mentioned, and it could have been just, it actually could have been just Dave pulling a name uh, out of the sky, but someone mentioned um, uh, the lad at Atletico who scored twice against us. Uh, uh, Lorente. Yeah, Llorente. And, 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 but again, I don't know if there's anything to that. I mentioned him to Jan just by way of, and he's, yeah, like, He'd be a solid option, you know. But again, he's the lad who's 27, 28. And when I put it to Jan, I was saying, like, if, if we are going to get someone, it's probably going to be an up-and-comer, a kid. Mm-hmm. But, you know, an up-and-comer, highly rated prospect. Or it's going to be a safe pair of hands. Now, the safe pair of hands is very boring. And we'll overpay for them. But we'll also overpay for the kid. And so I've heard people talking about Caicedo. Um, but again, nothing seems solid. And are you honestly telling me? I, I don't know. You, were you doing that for effect, or were you actually? No, no, no. There's genuinely nothing that there, you've heard there was, of. There was lit. There was spotlights. I'm doing air quotes. The Spanish links to Frankie Dion, which aren't real links. So no. that, that's it. And we're not. No. And we're not paying seventy odd mil and giving someone three hundred and fifty grand a week in the last week of the transfer window, are we? So it's not Absol- like it. absolutely not it's the absolute antithesis of it has to be the right player and it has to work for us that is not an option much as people like have to fill airtime and, and, and discuss potentials that's just not going to happen that's not going to happen so I, I, I'm, I'm thoroughly deflated by this guy because I'm mm. sure I'm sure you I'm sure you have <laughs> something for me there because I, I, I do studiously avoid it and yet I can't 10-15 minutes on Twitter and you've got everything you need to know usually um, I don't know it's uh, it, it's 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 a bit disheartening that um, would that would it be fair to say then that you have almost zero hope of us doing anything to maybe help the manager with selections in terms of recruitment but before the end of the window the only reason i don't have bottom, like rock bottom zero is because Klopp today mentioned we're still working behind the scenes and if if some some opportunity uh, opportunity rose up it'd be something we could jump on but and it's basically if you if you want to put a percentage on it two percent <laughs> so yeah. it's not quite zero, but I might as well put the lottery on myself and buy someone for Liverpool at this stage. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. I just don't get it. I, and that Henry Winter thing, if that was real, and like that is some inside information, why wouldn't the club put that out for free, easy PR? Because the fan base is literally a toxic waste of twats either side of the argument at the minute. If you literally just went, we're getting Bellingham next year, it'd literally just... It'd literally um, put out the the the, um, the fuse a bit, wouldn't it? So I, I just think that's him going with the easy links that, oh, we'll sign him next year because, well, we said he, we like him. So I don't I don't think that's set in stone by any means, but I'm, I think yeah. I'm sorry, go, I think that's a great point, man. I think I think that's a really great point, and it's um, I, I, if if there was anything to that, or if the deal was done, hashtag done, then you would have. We'd be looking at pictures of Jude Bellingham um, 
sort of uh, wearing the Liverpool t-shirt or wearing his clap pyjamas or something. And we'd all be told to just shut up and be quiet, haven't we got you a nice present for next year? And you know what? It would work with at least one half of that toxic wasteland. Um, And they haven't done it. So why people believe that it's going to happen, I don't know. That to me always seems like la-la land. I don't understand that kind of shit. Mm -hmm. And we don't exactly have a great track record in signing lads and waiting for them. Um, How dare you? (laughs) Yeah, you know. I was going to ask something on Nabi, actually. Um, I'll put it, well, I'll put it to both of you. Right, we obviously have um, contract situations with with Nabi and co. But is there not an argument to re-sign Nabi and maybe let Tiago go? That Tiago's better than Nabi, but he's a lot older... And albeit it's like, would you rather step in cow shit or horse shit? I think Nabby's slightly less injury prone, which doesn't really help us at the minute with both of them in, being injured. But is Tiago not Tiago not more of the issue than Nabby in terms of our midfield dependencies? Could we not just replace him? With, it's impossible to replace Tiago like for like. But let, let's use Frankie Dion because he has been linked. Um, Say so if we somehow got rid of Thiago next summer if he wanted to move somewhere. And then we had Frankie de Jong with Naby backing him up. Would that not make more sense than Thiago and someone like that? Because Naby's 28-ish, whereas how old's Thiago? Thiago's 31 going on 32. 31, I think, yeah. Yeah. So is, not, is that not the issue in our midfield that, as you mentioned, everyone's either 30 or just above or 12? Like yeah, if we, yeah. If we got rid of Thiago, who I know it's stupid when we've got the other midfield issues, like nobody rates Henderson above Thiago except maybe Carl. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but <laughs> him being injured all the time is probably a bigger issue at the minute. So maybe we could get rid of him and then get someone fitter, or maybe just get rid of both the injured lads and readdress it that way. But. I'm thinking if we do want to keep Naby, which by all reports we are trying to sort out the contract with him, would it not be easier to then get rid of Thiago and get someone not made out of Pringles? I I love this question because it's so ridiculously controversial. I'm gonna let Lisa Marie start. <laughs> I I think it's a it's a shout. My the first thing that popped into my head was though, okay, when Thiago is fit, Klopp obviously trusts him and starts him. On the flip side, when Nabby is fit, Klopp doesn't always start him. So that that's True. what kind of gives me pause. Um, because obviously, you know, Tiago is amazing and and yeah, if he's if he's available to you know to play, he plays. Um, where that's not always been the case with Nabby. So that would be my argument against it. Although I, I think it's a fair shout, guy. I mean, I actually I want to say it crossed my mind earlier in the week when I was listening to some pod that was like, what, what if we did, you know, I mean, Tiago's great, but you know, it seems like he's been out injured as much as he's been available for us since he joined, since he joined Mm. the team. So now to be fair, the one, the Everton one, you know, that injury, you know, that was a prick fairly early in the season was (laughs) not his fault. Yes. That was for Charleston. So you know that one. I don't necessarily blame him. That wasn't necessarily from a from a fitness standpoint. You know the the hamstrings or the you know whatever you know muscular issues. It seems like he picks up fairly frequently. 
that was, you know, that was Richarlson being a prick. So um, I don't hold that one against him. Um, I don't hold any of them against him. But yeah, that would be my, <laughs> that's my thought on that is, you know, at least when Tiago's fit, he is playing. We can't, can't necessarily say the same thing for Nabby. I need I need to um, I need to to get in here uh, and 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 bring some sanity to this conversation <laughs> because quite quite honestly you've both lost your fucking minds. Tiago <laughs> Tiago is the best footballer I have ever seen play in midfield for Liverpool since the eighties and the heyday of uh, my pal Jan so and frustrating. But, uh, but, but I agree. I'm not saying he's not just amazing and world-class and fantastic and whatever other you know adjectives you want to use i'm just saying it seems like he's not available as much as he is available if i put it this way trev will it ease the blow he's our most important player but he's a knobhead for being injured all the time <laughs> yeah, you see, that's, exa- that's exactly what a lot, a lot of people say about Nabi as well and, and and they have they t- take out the they have the same sort of frustration um and I know that you know when you're saying that it's it's almost an irrational frustration, that you, you know. But but it, nothing you can do about it because you just it, it's it just kills you that you can't see the guy perform. Um, my only thing about it is like if we if we're paying huge amounts of money to Jimmy Miller uh, and Jordan for basically vibes. You know what I mean? <laughs> for, for good coaching. <laughs> yeah, like for just basically training ground vibes. Then, I mean, fucking hell, you keep a world-class winner like Thiago around as well. I, I, I look, it's, 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 um, yeah, for me, it's for me, I, 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 I'd hate to see him leave the club and I'd like to see him finish with a few more trophies, uh, and finish his career with us, but that's only going to happen if we address the, uh, quality of the lads around him. And for that reason, I go the other way, exercising the same sort of logic. I'd be, I'd be saying it, it just hasn't worked for Nabby. Mm. Um, and I, I, I like uh, you. You want to see him go go and do do well somewhere else. And I mean, there's no guarantee that he will because there's no guarantee that he's not going to keep breaking down for the rest of his career. The Bundesliga doesn't have injuries; it just has vibes. I think so. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> it does. Yeah, yeah. I, like as is evidenced by some of the lads going back um, uh, there and having field days. Uh, so yeah, I, I, I just I'd be happy for him if that was something that could happen. Um, but I honestly do believe that uh, when I put this to to um, Mr. Malby, he said, "Is there something to be said for maybe not always doing things the way you do things? Do you know? Do you not have to maybe roll with the punches a little bit in a situation which is an emergency? I mean, we did do that before when we brought in Quebec and Ben Davis. Um, this well. to me is <laughs> that, that turned out brilliantly. But you know, this to me, this to me is is a is a is a, a situation where you know um, it, it's it's a worse situation in many ways it, because mm. we're looking at we're looking at coughing up the potential of of, of a league. Or a Champions League, and my only saving grace, lads, to change the subject to something happy, uh, to to sort of finish our football chat. My only hope is that the saving grace is that Champions League, um, that 
even if things are sort of scattershot in the league because we don't make any moves and we do have these long-term injuries and whatever, or we just end up too far behind the eight ball from the start for a league challenge, a proper league challenge. There is still the Champions League and we are in our element in that competition. And we do have the very interesting news regarding the Champions League draw. Uh, so I'd like to get a little bit of uh, chat from both of you about that and what you think. Speaking of Ben Davies, there's a good chance now he might play against us, having never played for us in the Champions League for Rangers, who are one of our opponents. Napoli, of course, are the others, and Ajax make up the group. So first things first, Guy, when you saw the group, uh I don't know if you watched the draw live. I was sort of following it live All on Twitter. All seven hours of it, Trev. All seven hours of interminable, <laughs> interminable shite. Um, I don't know why they do that. Nobody, literally nobody likes it. You know? I I, I don't know what they're thinking. Um, but what did you think of the group um, in the immediate aftermath? And... Were you able to think about the group properly? Because I wasn't, because I was distracted by going, look at the fucking group Manchester City got again. That's what I was thinking. Um, so it kind of annoyed me a, a little bit. And we didn't get anything like the kind of opponents I was looking for, so that was a bit annoying too. So I think it's okay, but not half as good as I've heard some people think. What was your opinion of the, the draw for Liverpool? I am now fucking terrified of Davy scoring against us. <laughs> <laughs> He's yeah. definitely scoring. One nil Davies five minutes in. That's that's <laughs> there. Uh no, I I'm quite happy with it. Um we don't have to travel very far. Um I can't say I'm confident of us pissing the group like we did last year, even though we had the group of death last year. It, it's weird our year. Like We got that group last year and I was like, yeah, we'll get through that. Whereas this year, we've got the Dutch champions who've kind of been raided all all summer. Napoli, who I think just about scraped in the Champions League and the Scottish team, is it's the Scottish League. And I wonder, they've got better midfield than us. <laughs> just, that's, what I, that's, how, <laughs> that's how negatively I'm thinking about football at the minute. So, But I think, maybe not the first game because I think we play in a in a week, uh, in the midweek, don't we? But after the international break, I think we may, we are meant to have maybe Naby and Curtis back, so maybe the midfield looks a bit better. So I think it won't be as... I don't think it'll be pretty, and I don't think we'll... I think we won every game last year, didn't we? I don't think it'll be that easy, but I still think we'll get through, and I think we'll still get through top. Um, But the way Dave spoke about Napoli today... um. It sounds like that'll be quite a tough game because they're really really strong in midfield and attack. So that's not going to be fun. I'm not sure what the order of our games actually are, but yeah. Um, yeah, I don't think they've put the schedule on yet, have they? Uh, they're just rushing everything this year. Thanks for, thanks for the World Cup, lads. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think it'll be a slog, but I think we'll get through because, well, last time we lost a final to Madrid, we had Napoli in the group and it went all right. So <laughs> Uh, football narratives. Ben Davies is scoring and we're winning the Champions League against Spurs somehow. 
I will take that all day. I, I, I don't know why. I don't know why. And, and, and I am aware that I need to reach out here and uh, touch the window ledge, which is made of wood, is what I'm saying. But I have a feeling that it might be one of those seasons uh, where it may not be Istanbul pretty. as well. Istanbul as well, yeah, exactly, exactly. I've just been scanning down through the fixtures. They haven't given any dates for the Champions League games yet. They're sort of not on the official website anyway. Um, Lisa Marie, your your response to that, and and again, the Champions League groups themselves. Uh, I don't know if you if you have. Uh, access to that uh, or if you've got if you've got anything open where you can have a look at those but just talk, talk to me about what you thought of of how the draw went for Liverpool first and I'll tee up them a couple of questions about the um about the other groups I mean Liverpool I mean it could have been worse so I mean I'm you know I'm happy enough because we never get the easy draw so I don't expect us to to have you know the the walk in the park um, you know, clubs. So, you know, I mean, I was happy enough with it. I mean, I think, I think guys, right. I think in you as well, I think we get through. Um, I don't think we'll, you know, get through in the same manner that we did last year, winning all the games, but, but I think, you know, I think based on the opposition and everything that, that we can get through. Okay. Um, so, you know, but the Napoli game, I think probably is the one that in some ways worries me the most, but then on the other hand, the way we're playing these days, you know, we don't, we haven't been, um, you know, fantastic against what you would think of with um, inverted commas, easy opposition. So who knows? Um, Yeah. I'm looking at the groups here. Guy put in the chat. Um, So so let's take the English, the English clubs that we are, are familiar with. And if you have a look at Spurs group there in group D, they've got Eintracht Frankfurt, They've got Sporting and they've got Marseille, and they must be thinking to themselves, "We didn't qualify well, for the Europa League." <laughs> yes, <laughs> I mean they must be absolutely chuffed with that. That is, yeah, that is, yeah. <laughs> but we never. And when, yeah. <laughs> and when when you when you look at Chelsea's Chelsea's group, they're in with AC Milan, who I really wanted uh, to get Red Bull, uh, Red Bull Salzburg, and Dinamo Zagreb, and they will be thinking. Well, it'll be us in Milan, probably. Uh, so that's not too much of a stretch. And then just to go to the last one, Manchester City, Sevilla, Borussia Dortmund, and FC Copenhagen. And again, they'll every time, every time with that shower, it's just, I, I don't see any challenge for them. Uh, no. with any of those te- any of those teams and the reason I mentioned it Lisa Marie is because it will be relevant because it will mean that they will not be under as much duress as they otherwise would have been if they were in with a more challenging group which means that they're unlikely to relent in their pace in the league as well so it, it does have knock-on effects right yeah I mean you know the only you know if we're going to try to find the positives here is um City does have to travel further than we do. So, you know, um, maybe they'll be the ones with, you know, the Wednesday game in Dortmund and then have, you know, the the early match on on Saturday in the league. But, you know, that only seems to happen to us. So probably not. Um, yeah. But no, of course. Yeah. They've got to be very pleased with with, you know, who they're in the group with. Um, 
Yeah. And Tottenham, I mean, you're right. They have to be thinking, wait a minute, we, we qualified for the Champions League, not the Europa League. What what happened here? But yeah, you know, I mean, again, it, our group could have been worse. You know, we, we could have the, you know, Group H opponents, which, you know, with the example of the last one, which I've never even heard of, um, you know, would have been potentially kind of a, you know, a tough draw. So um yeah, yeah that's, 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 that's some fake team from france oh okay <laughs> seriously i've never even heard of this, this yeah team. so so th- that's an interesting group so yeah uh, psg juve benfica and maccabee haifa are that's an interesting group but i have to say can you imagine being victoria pilsen and looking at your group and going Bayern, barca yeah. inter fuck <laughs> You know, that's that's not good. That is just not good for them. Um, that looks like absolute whipping boys there. Uh, that tends to be in most groups, but I think, you know, and I, you'd like you'd like to think that we're going to beat Rangers home and away, that we're going to beat Ajax at least at home and beat Napoli at home, and that should be enough. Um, but, you know, who knows? Who knows? It is going to be interesting, and I have great hopes for that competition this year to kind of redeem things. I'm not, despite what, what, what young cutback might think, I'm not, I'm, I'm not doing a runner in terms of the league. It can still absolutely come right. I love your idea, you know, of the simplicity of the idea of a do-over, like, okay, re- reboot, let's start again. And I, I, I actually, at least for me, I think it's not just that it's a simple idea or that it's uh, it's it seems a bit fanciful. It's actually entirely necessary, right? Yeah, so that's, well, yeah. That, yeah. So 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 again, I'm 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 all on board with that. Now I am keeping on the clock and seeing that it's coming up to the top of the hour. So I do want to start wrapping it up at this stage. Um, We'll obviously be back next week um, to talk to you all about whatever is going on. Hopefully, for the first time um, in this season's shows, we'll be able to have a ha- happier heads reflecting on a, on a Liverpool win, uh, that reboot having happened. Um, and op- hopefully as well, by that stage, we'll have a more detailed schedule for where those Champions League games will fit in, because I would like to talk about that. I think that could be a good talking uh, shop as well around the congestion of the fixtures and where, where they're going to fit and looking at those runs because you know you look at our fixtures after Bournemouth and I'm not taking that for granted but you look at our fixtures after Bournemouth and they are getting increasingly more challenging um, so we are going to have to have our act together especially when we start fighting on two and three and four fronts so I do look forward to that and I think that will form an awful lot of, of, of next week's podcast but as usual in case there's anything that you wanted to um, uh, finish out with or anything you want to plug I do want to give you an opportunity to do that before we wrap it up so Lisa Marie was there anything that you wanted to give a shout out to or anything you wanted to mention at the end here um, yes First of all, um, as always, check out the rest of the content on the channel. Um, the new Minefield podcast came out today, and it's it's like 38 minutes of of kind of some positivity, um, Alan and Andrew. So that's one of my favorites always, and so I would highly recommend it. And Trev, I know I've said to you, and I've said it a couple other places, I'm really enjoying the video, Mulby on the Spot, um, watching that on YouTube. And I have a question for you. 
you know, of course, you've been doing these all these years with with Jan Moby. And how have you not been distracted by the very blueness of his eyes? All these years? <laughs> because I, I because we haven't done video podcasts or else. Oh, I you haven't. Been, OK, I would I would have been as entranced as you are. At least, um, but uh, but no. And no. what was with you sitting in the dark this week? I mean, yeah, I, I, you see you what happened the electric was, bell. What? I, I, I was I was late. I was oh, late, okay. so I had nothing set up. And if you can, if you noticed, I kept trying to open the blinds a little more and lean in to get some sheen off the freaking monitor, so I could <laughs> at least. So it didn't look like there was a disembodied voice interviewing Jan Mulby. But yeah, that's what happened. I, I, it, with the video pod, if if it was an audio, one, I can just get up and do stuff, right. shout across back at the mic. But I can't do that. I can't just leave and, and adjust my light settings. <laughs> so yeah, we just got increasingly darker. Um, 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 but you know, it's 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 moody, it's atmospheric. We'll go with that. Uh, but uh, yeah, yeah, it's it's uh, you know, for some people just love YouTube. So hopefully it'll take off, and maybe with uh, in a way that uh, the 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 videos haven't to date. Um, so it would be nice to see um, it getting a little bit of a, a, a niche following. And anything we can do, I do appreciate you mentioned. Anything we can do to get it seen and get Jan heard by more people now that the shows are all free, I think makes a lot of sense. And Guy, for yourself, is there anything you wanted to finish up with? Uh, do check out Rate Don't Hear. I am blaming my guests for the start of the season because they all jinxed us. Um, right <laughs> so. um, I, it wasn't me. You were good last year when I was on it. Um, it looks like Chelsea are buying that Fofana kid, and it may spell the end of Harry Maguire as the most expensive defender in the world. So, moment of silence, if true. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I I, I I, just find it oddly depressing because it's another transfer that somebody else is doing. I don't care if it's crazy uh, because uh, I've just got transfer envy. Uh, Chelsea has been in money, though, like... I. Yeah. I, it's insane. It's absolutely yeah. insane the way they're spending money. Uh, Lisa Marie, the FSG spent money on Downing and Henderson in their first year. <laughs> well, you know, that was before before my, you know... That's true, you never experienced... Fan time, I don't You never experienced John yeah. W. Henry's splurge year. <laughs> <laughs> the great splurge year, oh my God. Uh, yeah, uh, I, I just... <laughs> Pure transfer envy, I have to say. Um, in fact, I'm going to call the pod transfer envy. That's what we'll call it this week. Uh, I'll wrap up by saying that um, I just uh, echo what uh, Lisa Marie and Guy have said. Loads of good stuff on the channel. Go and get yourself used to it. I, I, I'm going to do a, a one-off show with um, Justin and Armando as well. Um, I just we we kind of just suggested to each other there um we've never done anything together before so that would be good hopefully that'll be out soon ish whenever we can line up schedules so loads of interesting content uh, on the channel and what you can do for us if you are a, a loyal listener is just tell somebody else about it all right you don't you don't even have to go to the bother of a retweet because i i'm a firm believer in in, in word of mouth it's what leads to people coming up in the uh garage or the petrol station and and saying when i'm talking to someone saying are you the fella that does the podcasts i recognize your voice that'll do for me that's the kind of thing we want just just any sort of publicity or any sort of word of mouth please do get it out there so we'll finish up you heard lisa marie hanahan you heard guy drinkle i've been trevor denny this is the anfield index podcast and we'll be back next week we hope you enjoyed listening to this anfield index show please be sure to subscribe to our channel 
so future podcasts find their way to your device automatically. There's nothing quite like fan engagement, and we'd love to know what you think of anything discussed on this show. The best way to get in touch is over on our free Discord community, where both podcasters and listeners debate the hottest LFC topics 24-7. Sign up free now at anfieldindex.com forward slash discord. You won't regret it. You can also follow us on Twitter at Anfield Index and find us on Facebook by searching for Anfield Index. Oh, and before you go, we'd love it if you could leave us a five-star review on your favourite podcast app. It only takes a couple of seconds and it means the world to the people who create these free shows. Sports Social Podcast Network.